0: michiana's first
1: best and only show dedicated to craft beer and drinking music cool brews hot tunes this is music to my beers music to my beers on real rock 1039 the bear
2: Good morning and welcome to Music to My Beers on Real Rock 1039 The Bear. I am Zach Miller alongside Warren Cluck. What's up? Hello. How's it going?
0: Uh, Very good. We're excited. This is the last uh, Music to My Beers we have before uh, we roll into next week's Striker Liker Day at Bear Hands Brewery. So we thought we'd do one last show to. Really pump it up and get excited about it. We're all very thirsty and we're looking forward to it. And if we say the words, we'll be broadcasting live at Bear Hands from 3 to 5 on Friday a lot for the next two hours. Just know that we're doing it to make sure that you remember.
2: Yeah, you got to be there because it's going to be the second release of the Striker Liker beer. This time it's going to be a little bit different, but it's going to be the same great offering that Bear Hands has in honor and uh, remembrance of our buddy uh, Ron Striker.
0: If you thought last year's beer was a punch in the teeth, wait Ooh. to try this year's. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, we're going to talk a lot about that. We also have talked about some uh, some other beer goings on here locally that are going to be coming up in the next couple of weeks. Pretty we're going to cool. be out broadcasting live on Friday once again to hammer a point. We'll be there from 3 to 5. Bear Hands opens, I believe, Friday at noon. So if you'd like to get there early and beat us to the punch, you can enjoy the uh, second edition of Striker Liker on tap fresh inside the brewery. Or you can grab a four-pack to go. We're excited for a couple of reasons. One, last year's beer was a home run, and I think we sold ten thousand cans of beer in an afternoon.
2: That was a really good time too. Just looking back on that day, man, we were hanging out there. It was like one big uh, family reunion, basically, with all, all everybody who's been a listener for so long. And it was also out.
0: it was also weird because it was right in that part of the pandemic where like people started to go out a little bit, but we still weren't allowed to go anywhere. So it was like, hey. We're kind of breaking the law here. This is great. Uh, but this <laughs> year, party. Yeah, this year things are a little bit different. One, uh, they're going to be doing the Bare Hands Striker Liker beer again, and Chris told us uh, a couple of weeks ago it's going to be a double IPA, yeah. so unapologetically strong. It'll be a different uh, slight variation hop, uh, hop blend from last year, so it's going to taste a little bit different and
2: be a little bit stronger. Which is going to be amazing. I mean, the thing that Bare Hands does so well is they've taken any one of their beers and— Increased it in alcohol, you know, making the double tie PA is one that I think of the Honey Badger, and it's it's amazing. It's smooth. You don't taste the ten point two or whatever you're drinking going down.
0: Yeah, um, and, and some breweries do that well, like Bare Hands. Bell's is another great example. Some breweries uh, that don't like don't do it well, like High Seas has their uh, has their IPA, but then they have oof. a double version of it, the Double Cannons, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's it's wretched, but uh. Uh, but Bell's Bare Hands, they've all got it dialed in, so the beer amplifies the flavor and the alcohol. Uh, a couple of pre-game notes about striker-liker day. This is from a couple of striker-liker vets. One, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> buy more than you think you want to buy. I
2: was just going to say, uh, last year bought a case, and that was not enough because yeah. the case goes down like, just, bu- that, like I, just like that.
0: I bought four four-packs last year, and I thought, well, this is a lot. And then a week and a half later, I was like, wow, you have terribly underestimated your need for this beer, and it's all gone. It's gone. So... Get there early. Get more than you think you're gonna want, and uh, you can feel good doing it. In your heart, you're not like I'm spending some beer money, but I'm also doing some charity work because half the half the uh, charitable proceeds go to benefit Faith Mission of Elkhart, the other half go to Center for the Homeless. So if you're on like your third or fourth beer, just keep going because you're doing God's work right there.
2: Yeah. Do you want to say? Uh, that's
0: exactly how I say it to my wife too. I'm like, hey, this is for charity. Like,
2: it's it's yeah, it's going to the good Lord.
0: It says somewhere in the good book, you keep going until you can't go anymore. Okay. You give until you can't give anymore. So that's what we're gonna do. But
2: should we put a, a slight note out there because we've already gotten people that have asked for us to proxy for them? I will not be doing that for you. I already have my list of people that I'll proxy for. So find somebody else that can go up there and get your beer for you.
0: Don't bother sliding into our DMs. <laughs> and yeah, proxy is fun if you're going to like a Dark Lord or you're going to, to an event where they allow it. One, but two, if Zach's going to something, then only Zach and like a couple of people know. But if everybody you've ever met in the area knows you're going to be somewhere, and you get like 15 people saying, pick me up four packs, like... We don't ball that hard, so no. <laughs> if I do, I'll be like calling you the next day. I'm like, oh, can, you, uh, can you Venmo me that money? Yeah, Just, right. I, I can't, can't, afford, out. I can't <laughs> afford to be out. But uh, again, if you haven't seen the event on Facebook, it's going down Friday at Bearhands Hands Brewery in Granger, the second incarnation of Striker Liker Beers, a double IPA. There's an event page you can uh, jump on as well. Mm-hmm. All the information is on the Music to My Beers Facebook page, and we've been talking about it. Uh, almost maddeningly uh, maddeningly a lot on the air because we want you to uh, to be out there as' for a great cause, but uh we're also going to debut the new can oh. art, yeah, probably Thursday, okay, so if you uh stick we'll it put to that a- into our facebook group yeah yeah, on the uh, the social media for music to my beers, we'll get to that a little bit later on, so it's a big week man
2: yeah, and the the artwork we'll say this about the can is that it's collectible, so you know if you have last year's can, which I do in my garage my my area, you can collect this year's Art. I won't spoil any of the artwork or anything like that.
0: It is funny how when we were all single, all those beers and liquor bottles, all the empty trophies, we're inside, usually in places of pride, like on top of the the high up cabinets or on <laughs> yeah. top of the refrigerator. But the second a woman comes into your life, uh those things are no longer for inside. They migrate them their way to two place, three places actually, the basement, the garage, or the garbage.
2: Yeah. Yeah, basically. <laughs>
0: I remember my wife looking at me and she goes, We're we're not this we don't need to do this. How many uh, beer glasses do you need? There's only you and me right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, the same thing happened to my shot glass collection. She goes, I don't think we're doing shots. Are we, uh, doing, are we doing? Do we need to have this many shot glasses? And I thought, okay, you're right. Donate them to goodwill. And I find myself <laughs> in the same position with uh, with glassware, too. It's like you, you acquire how many teku glasses can you possibly have.
2: I know. When they first came out, that was like the it thing. I remember Bare Hands had the teku glass. I still have that one. And I have a great notion. And those are my two that are, I was allowed to cl- keep. I have them but I don't drink
0: out of them. When I'm at home I'm slugging it out of cans like a, you know, filthy uh normal.
2: Oh, you never go like highbrow and pinkies out? No. Glass? no. No, I
0: think the last time I drank anything out of a glass was the Chug video you and I did at my house last week. Oh man. We got a mountain that. and that was <laughs> that was some flaming hot mountain dew out of a camp. The beer is gonna be nuts. I'm excited. We haven't tasted it yet. We know that it's at bare hands, it's canned, and we may be able to slide over there on Thursday and get a little bit of a sneak preview.
2: You did that last year. I yeah. forgot about that. Well, you grabbed the four packet. That was amazing. These are
0: the sacrifices you make uh, when you do a craft beer show on a broadcast radio. You know you're like, you know what, I'm gonna sneak out and taste this first because somebody has to tell everybody else if this is really good or not so we'll probably mount a uh, covert expedition out there on
2: Thursday and bring it back here for a chug right like we did last year where we just did waterfall
0: yeah we'll yeah we'll do that and okay. then uh, we'll reveal the artwork as well but if you missed it last year uh, barehands did a great thing and released a special beer in honor of the founder of this show Ron Striker mm-hmm. uh, and uh, we raised a bunch of money for charity and we sold a ridiculous amount of beer. I think bearhand still maintains it was the most beer they've sold in the shortest amount of time.
2: It was one Friday afternoon, and it was like ten thousand cans out the door.
0: Yeah, for a while, I think we all got worried. We we're like, "Wow, this may we may this this is going to be nuts, and it's going to be nuts again this year." And Chris and all the gang at Bear Hands have decided that last year's beer, while it was strong and tasty, flavorful, uh, it wasn't enough. So this year they're going to do a double IPA and, uh, and do with that <laughs> hey, Do with that information what you will. <laughs>
2: But like we mentioned in the last segment, make sure that you buy more than you think you're going to want because it goes by so fast. I mean, you, you find yourself, you drink one in an afternoon, and then you, the next day, you're like, oh, I'll have another one. And then four days out, and you're like, where'd my four-pack go? So buy like six four-packs, and then you're good for 24 days. Yeah.
0: more. And we laughed last week. I'm also going to adjust the way I drink it because last year it was like, I'm going to drink this all night. And then you're like, wow, I probably should have done that. So I might start off the night with a can or two and then move on to something a little less – Pop in well, the mouth.
2: Tell us about your golfing experience. Yeah,
0: I decided that uh, the next day we were going hit to the, hit the golf course after Striker Liker Day, so I decided in my infinite brilliance to load my golf bag with Striker Liker cans which was a cool idea on hole number one, a great idea on hole number three, and then possibly the worst choice I could have made that day by the fifth hole. And I'm
2: already a not good golfer.
0: You know, like bowling, you get that thing where it, two or three beers, you become a really good bowler. And oh, then
2: yeah, you're, you're Jeff Lebowski. Yeah, There's
0: that fourth beer that you're like, wow, I need to put the, gutter, the little gutter guards out because I'm getting terrible. Same thing with golf.
2: Oh, yeah, I know. Oh, swing and a miss. Slice. Um, it can get pretty crazy, as we, we found out.
0: So, uh, once again, join us, and we'll talk more about this uh, a little bit later on. I'm excited because next uh, hour we're going to be trying some Bare Hands Brewed for our split one, and we're actually low-key sipping some right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach, still found some uh, some Double Tie over at Citywide. Dude,
2: yeah. Um, they had Double Tie. They had a couple of the variants still left um, there. So, if you missed it this year, the the double Double Dry Hopped. IPA, um, double dry hopped tie IPA that they released this year is absolutely phenomenal. I think that was my favorite variant of all of them. Really enjoyed the stout, too, because the stout took on so many variations as it warmed up. And um, if you can find it in the area still, grab it while you can, because it's another one. Bare Hands doesn't put out a bad beer, and, they, and their double tie this year was fantastic. So if you can't find it, you'll know why. It's because I bought up all of them. Nice work, dude. I know. Yeah. Yeah, we got uh, a couple things. We can save some stuff for Split One, but um, yeah, I just really enjoy Bear Hands. I'm glad that we're a part of their team or they've teamed up with us this year for Striker Liker uh, Part Two. So it's going to be a good beer. I hope you can join us this Friday. 3 to 5 p.m. Nice. You said it. Yeah. yeah. Broadcasting live 3 to 5 Friday. Come join us. And we've come to a point in the program where we like to pair beers with movies in a rating system where the one is the best movie you've ever seen. So you give that one beer 12 being an absolute movie drain pour. And for this week's B movie.
0: And now a thinly veiled reason to talk about more alcohol. Let's take our beers
2: to the movie with music to my beers. B Bee movie. We decided to go with one of the worst um ever sequels. Yeah, because
0: this is the sequel to Striker liker Day. We thought we'd like to take a time out. Usually our rating system is like if you really like the movie, you pick a beer you really like. Mm-hmm. And if you love the movie, then you scale down how many you take cuz you're like you don't want to toast this movie and enjoy it with this one beer. This week's going to work a little bit differently, because it's the worst sequel of all time. You're going to need to pick how many beers you're going to need to make it through, or to find this movie particularly entertaining.
2: Okay, and which movie are we are going to
0: choose? Uh, we're going to choose Caddyshack 2. Okay.
2: Caddyshack 1 was, like, cinema genius. You had Bill yeah, Bill Murray, Chevy Chase, Ronnie Dangerfield. Brian
0: Doyle Murray was in that movie. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, he was Lou that ran the Caddyshack. Oh, and everything that was magical about the first one died with the second installment. It was
2: completely fell off. They
0: didn't have Roddy Dangerfield, so they got Jackie Mason. God rest his soul. <laughs> uh, they didn't have uh, the full participation of Chevy Chase, so you just got a little cameo of him at the end. You didn't have... Um, Bill she, Murray? You didn't did have she? Bill Murray, so we got Dan Aykroyd doing uh, a really bizarre sort of caricature of, like, to say, you know, Bill Murray was awkward and weird. The first one had kind of a speech impediment. Yeah. Yeah, Dan Aykroyd did a... a Terrible homage to him in the second uh, installment. So, yeah, it was an awful plot, and it was it was just the whole movie was stupid. But uh, I'm curious, does it see Zach how many how many beers you need to get through this?
2: Um, I have it was forever ago that I saw it, but me and my buddy we were on we were a big Caddyshack kick, and we we're like, hey, we saw Caddyshack, we got to check out Caddyshack too because it's a continuation of it. So let's uh, hang out in your basement and, and watch. And I just remember thinking, eh, this is it. This, this is the the big follow-up to an incredible comedy. This is all you're going to do. Uh, so I would definitely I'd give it 12. Give it 12. Uh, I'm going to pick a bare hands beer. 12 small and softs, which is uh, one that we're going to be drinking later today. But um, give it that because, I don't know, I don't even remember it that well.
0: It's not worth remembering. And the only reason I, I saw it block. is because the DVD, when it came out, was especially cheap at a time when DVDs weren't cheap. So I thought, hey, $10 DVD, cool. Who so I, sold that movie? So I picked it up. Uh, the, first one, it even on the, cover. the first one was written by Harold Rabus, who's one of the funniest people ever to walk the face of the earth and uh, also a comedy genius. It made $60 million in 1980 money. And the sequel came around eight years later and did so terribly. It made $11 million, which is... Uh, Hardly anything. But I remember, say, I had the same experience as Zach. We got home. We thought, hey, all right, let's check this out. And it takes its place with Weekend at Bernie's 2, Grease 2, just sequels that were so far off what the original was. So everything that happened to Bushwood in the first one, we're supposed to believe that equally terrible fate happens to this very same country club where another super rich guy wants to turn it into an amusement park. Uh, It's just terrible. It's awful. There's nothing funny about it. There's nothing cute. They they tried to make the gopher more of a main character, which, which shows you <laughs> how little star power they actually had. I'm going to give this, um, ooh, I'll give it four forties. 40s. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Uh, when I was in college, my friends and I were big malt liquor fans, and I remember that four forties of King Cobra would lay out even the strongest, most imposing drinker, and I would need probably that much of the King Cobra to get through Caddyshack 2. Mm-hmm. Man. You know what's bad when they don't even show it on, like, Comedy Central or FX in the summertime during the day?
2: They've given it a 4% on Rotten Tomatoes. And and even that might be high. They said, handicapped by a family friendly PG rating. Even the talents of Caddyshack 2's All Star Comic Cast can't even save it from its lazy, laughless script. That was the the first time
0: I ever wondered. All right, so what does it take? How many people does it take to make a movie that big? Probably 100, 150 people, editors, producers, actors, stunt people, you know, prop people. At any point, did anyone in that movie, when they were making it, think, boy, this is going to be a steaming turd when we're done with it? I bet all of them did. Or did they all go to the premiere and they finally saw it and they thought, ah!
2: I'm embarrassed that I was even a part of
0: this project. Yeah, as Jackie Basin yeah. would say, oi! Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll give it that. And there's our B movie. Uh, our suggestion to you is to uh, to not watch it. And, no, just uh, watch
2: the original and, and call it a day. And just pretend yeah. like
0: the second didn't exist. Mm-mm. I mean, yep. even Smoking the Bandit 2 and 3, there was something nice about those movies. But there's not one redeeming thing. You could say about Caddyshack 2
2: No, it's it is the worst. It actually won worst sequel in a in a constant it, in its rating system. It won the 1988 Stinker's Bad Movie Awards. Oh, the look, picture. So well, who are,
0: who are we to argue with the prestigious Stinker's Awards? Yeah, but that
2: and the raspberries
0: Yes, the Razzies indeed. There's your B movie for this week. Here, on music to my beard We
2: are everywhere. You can find us online um, on Facebook at music to my beers, Just search us there. I think, Warren, you were talking about the events tab, and if you go to that, you can find out all the details for Striker Liker Part 2 happening this Friday, October eighth, 3 to 5 p.m. We're going to be out there broadcasting live, but come one, come all, pick up your four-pack, pick up a, a whole case, or pick up two cases, because that's what I'm going to do. Yeah,
0: and if you didn't hear us repeat enough uh, this last hour of the show, Friday, 3 to 5, we'll be broadcasting live. Bare Hands opens around noon. You could be there. It's on tap. It's cans to go. Also, just uh, hit, our, hit up wherever at online. It's going to be all over our Facebook, all over our Facebook group.
2: Yeah, our Facebook group, which, in fact, has a video now posted of our chug. That was our, our follow-up to the Stuber Brothers over at Hop Station. And they said, hey, guys, we're challenging you to do a chug by the end of the week. And we said, okay, we're going to do it by the end of the week after fall. We chugged the <laughs>
0: rarest of all drinks, the Flamin' Hot Mountain Dew that was released a couple of weeks back from Mountain Dew. And it was... Uh, it, not as bad as I thought. But no, it I had actually a, sip on that one. It had a weird spicy aftertaste that got spicier and hotter the longer after you swallow. It was really bizarre.
2: Have you sat on that one for, a, or like, have you poured it into a glass and, like, kind of sipped it through an evening? No, oh, I've, got, I've oh. got
0: one 16 ounce can left, and I don't know if I want to just hang on to it until I'm a real desperate, like, I need a sugar fix. <laughs> My blood's getting too thin. Or if I've got a friend that I meet down the line that's like, oh, yeah, I wish I would have tried that, I'll say, hey, buddy. Yeah, but, I uh, it. Here you go. Yeah, it has almost zero value on the trade market, I've learned. I'm like, oh, oh, I was really? like maybe I can flip this for a whale or something. And the, yeah, the soda market, I'm not too familiar with the trade. <laughs> no. I'm like, what could this be? What is the equivalent? Is this like an old Bourbon County in the, in the soda world? But Oh, man, that's funny. Yeah, you can see that. And Zach, for whatever reason, in the video is shirtless as we're in my backyard. So uh, my neighbor's got a show.
2: Yeah, yeah, that was a good time. That yeah, 16 cool. ounces
0: of flaming Hot and about, what, 190 pounds of man candy?
2: Burned my shirt right off.
0: Right oh, off. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram, and we're going to post a ton of pictures from the Strike legger event coming up this week on our social media. So if you follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, you'll be able to uh, hear all about it and see all about it. And then if you missed the show this week or you just caught a little bit a snippet of it, you can relive it every moment by Glorious Broadcast Moment because Zach podcasts the show every Monday around lunchtime.
2: Yeah. So, like, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts, and then, um, yeah, check it out. Even go back to previous episodes. If you missed a show here or there, you can find everything that we've ever put out. Yeah, and our company podcasts.
0: sent us a big long email this week that they're going to change the way they market our podcasts. So, look out. Music to My It's going to be like the Joe Rogan experience. Last podcast on the left, music to my beers somewhere. <laughs> Here we
2: go. <laughs> yeah, there,
0: I mean, there might be a we're couple. There. there might be a couple in between. So look out, we're about to take off and blast off on the internet. And so
2: podcasts are free too. You don't yeah. have to worry about paying for those.
0: So like six months from now, when Zach and I are Spotify rich, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I imagine this might change to like champagne and fancy wines to my beers. Or, oh yeah, <laughs> or music to my fancy wines and champagnes. <laughs> this is my favorite part of the show because this is the time where we actually get to designate that we're going to sit down. And, uh, and drink some beer And just ahead of Striker Liquor Day Coming up Friday Again 3 to 5 Broadcasting live Bare hands opens At noon on Friday We'll see you there It's going to be Fresh on tap And available to go uh, We thought we'd Sip some bare hands I don't think we've Ever had this on the show
2: No I don't think so It's been out for Quite a while It's a, a double IPA And they also I want to say They throw in Honey Right Thus the name The name Honey Badger uh, Double pale ale Or double India pale ale Don't care um, but also, they use the Citra hop, which has been huge, um, you know, and hugely influential in the brewing world. Especially back, I want to say it was like 2012, 13, thereabout, when Zombie Dust started making its rounds around the market, and everybody's like, "Wow, this is a hop-forward pale ale." But Bear Hands has taken it, thrown it in this beer, got to fear this beer with the uh, Honey Badger Double IPA. And it's got some honey in there too.
0: Yeah, they add. And um, Zach, why don't you take the honor of introducing our esteemed Split One guests this week?
2: Come on and uh, join the microphone, guys. Stryker's brother Jeff in studio with us today. What's up, Jeff? Welcome to the show. (laughs) See you guys. Hey, to see you. Bye today. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. So you guys taste. are in in town for the uh, Stricker Liker Golf Open, mm-hmm. and um, the, uh, you thought you'd today. extend
0: your visit, and just stay away through Stryker Liker Day coming up Friday. But um, boys,
2: it's good to see you both, Rob, Jeff, in the studio today. And Rob is uh, Stryker's best man. He's been on the show before. I believe I have. Yeah, a repeat offender. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. came down from Minnesota and uh, brought some goodies with him.
0: I think both of you guys, if I remember correctly, were a little bit shocked at how strong the Striker Liker beer was last year. Jeff, I think you said you had a religious experience.
2: Yeah,
1: after two.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it, I think it, it all hit everybody at the exact same time because we got there and we, it was like, I think we got there at three. and By four o'clock, we all thought, whoa, all right. We got ourselves a party on our hands. Let's cancel the rest of our appointments today. Uh, so this year, we're looking for, uh, for the exact same thing, man. I can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, really quick, we'll do, we'll, Jeff, we'll do you first. Take a sip of this beer. Give us your thoughts on the Honey Badger Double IPA
1: from our pals at the BH. Very aromatic on the front end, man. And on the back, it tastes like it's strong, but it backs down real fast. I don't think it's as strong as it smells like it c- kind of could be there.
0: It's 9.5%. Do
1: you get no, any of that? A, yeah, a little bite there.
0: Little, yeah, a little bit of uh Now, Rob, what about you?
3: I don't taste a whole lot of the honey, but the it's really hoppy, really strong, yeah. hoppy, aromatic, like Jeff said on the front.
2: mm it's good. Your thoughts, Zach? I I haven't had it for years, but I think most of that bite might come from the citra hop a little bit, but then that honey adds a little bit of that mellowness over the malt. Um, kind of sweet. Sweetens it up a little bit, like much like a hop slam did.
0: Yeah, and I'm wondering, we'll, we'll have to ask Chris or, or any of the other brewery guys the next time we see him, because honey is so expensive, what does that do to a bottom line on a beer like this where you're chucking in a bunch of like probably one of the more expensive uh, adjunct flavors you can grab? All right. I mean, I would imagine that it increases it.
2: Well, I mean, I didn't ask you for an answer. I just, oh, okay. I was just kind of wondering out loud. Like,
0: Zach, tell me. Break it down for me, man. Bees, how do they work? I know there's a honey shortage.
2: <laughs> and I know, uh, Jeff, you make your own maple syrup. So right. yep. has any brewery ever come to you and been like, hey, can we? We
1: try with small batch uh, breweries around our area in Cincinnati, southwest mm-hmm. you know, Ohio area. And um, the problem is, you make 12 gallons, and it takes 10 gallons to do a bath of the one end of the uh, nut brown ale, you know, oh, to add yeah. that maple in, mm-hmm. and a little bit of it gets used as sugar on the front end, but we never really went into that because uh, of the amounts that were needed to, you know, Yeah, you know, people uh, uh, like eating. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We like eating syrup. But like you said, it's that it, maple's a tough flavor, right, to yeah, into a beer and make it work, and... It can really take over the beer.
0: We've seen it work. Uh, some some places have pulled it off in a in a stout, something really heavy and full bodied. And uh, and Zach and Ron, I remember quite a few times tried. And not well to get it working an IPA.
2: <laughs> we tried to make the the maple IPA, and well, what,
1: yeah. What, what would you guys take away from that? Pancakes <laughs> at <and> breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> with a little alcohol back back end.
2: So he's <laughs> my favorite. It's coming over to his house after you tap the trees and start making the the syrup, and it's like this batch is going to be for the, the maple IPA. So have fond memories of making that. Beer. Zach was like, "Yes, I'll help you ruin this syrup. Yes. Let's go."
0: <laughs> I remember you guys gave me a couple of bottles. You're like, "Try this," and I thought wow, this is carbonated. Like, how did you... What did you do? Why yeah. is this so carbonated? Oh,
2: you know what I'm thinking You know what out? it was? Aggressively carbed. That was the year that we started with what is maple syrup before? It's um it's water with sugar in it, so, so we started or with thirty percent sugar in water. And we thought that would be a good idea for the base of the beer, so we started that in a boil and then we added all the malt extracts and stuff into that, and I think that was the year that we got the, the huge bombs that just <laughs> exploded in my basement and I was like, dude, you gotta put yours in your garage, like in a fridge somewhere, and maybe even like Tap it a little bit, like open up the bottles a little bit, so that way you can let some of that CO two out, and then reclose them and recap them. Um, so he, I think he managed to salvage a few that year, but they were still like champagne bottles. Whenever we'd open them, and poof, guests.
0: just like that, two honorary IUSB chemistry degrees went up in smoke. <laughs> they could have been the next the next big innovators here, but uh, but no. But uh, it is funny you bring up you know the the maple syrup that you guys and your family are, are into, and how. How much time and effort goes into that? I never got involved in that game, but I'd lived next to a tons of woods growing up where it was, you know, it was that time and all the buckets would come out and the ropes would be hanging. How long does it take, Jeff, to start from start to finish to get a batch of maple syrup? Mm. I wanna know
1: how many man hours Zach wasted. It's forty to fifty gallons of the water coming out of the tree to make one gallon depending on the season. So on the front end, there's a lot more sugar, a lot less flavor. Back end, a lot more nutty flavor, organic kind of heavy flavors, no sugar. So you're trying to boil it down, and you're talking, we'd bring in two, 300 gallons. It would take us eight, ten hours to cook it all day. we put it in a 5-gallon bucket, then we'd refine it and clean it up and bottle it, and that's another 4 hours. So it's it's an all-day process to get about you know good 100 bottles.
0: Do you think Zach maybe would have been better off just using, like, Aunt Jemima's or something, so we didn't ruin so much. So we didn't ruin.
1: So we didn't ruin
0: so much locally sourced organic uh, syrup. I'm just busted his balls. Rob, how's the beer treating you? Pretty good. Yeah, very good. Very very flavorful. Love the
3: love the aromatic. Um, love the taste. The finish is 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 good. It's
0: not. It doesn't punch you. It's it's just smooth. And if the accent didn't tip it off, Rob's not from here, and uh, neither is Jeff. So we're going to catch up with both of these guys on the Pick 6 and ask you guys to uh, throw a couple beers into our Mixer sixer from where you're from. And uh, we'll take your answers off the air about Rob's accent, where he might be from. Staff Picks, Staff Picks, it's time for our Staff Picks. This is the Pick 6. We go around the horn, and uh, we all throw in kind of a Mixer sixer of what we're drinking, uh, stuff we either want to drink, stuff we've had we hate, and stuff we're on the lookout for. And uh,
2: Zach, you want to go first? I'll go first for sure. Um, so I've dabbled in the pumpkin beers now that we hit October, and I'm going to throw—I have to throw a pumpkin beer in there—and one that I actually think is pretty good Ooh, for all the—I know we get so much hate for the pumpkin beer, but uh, we just got a Trader Joe's in, and they have uh, Joseph Brow, which is actually their brewery that they, they make their own stuff, and Howland Gourds is actually pretty good, and surprisingly hits at a seven percent. So if you're looking for something a little strong, a little on the pumpkin end, um, my wife, who's also basic like I am, loves a good pumpkin beer. And uh, I would definitely try that one out if you uh, have not yet. The other one that I'm going to throw in is one that... Man, I hit up the Greenbush Annex right before I did some grocery shopping this past week. and Can't hide money. No, I know. I went to the Martin Supermarket down um, down on the south side of South Bend. And they. I just went in about 2 o'clock before I had to pick my son up from school. And I was like, hey, what do you got here on, on tap? And they have this really good, nice, uh, New England-style IPA called Great Hoppiness. And it was... Really, really good. I forgot how much I like like starch, chicken, shotgun, and those, but great hoppiness. If you've never had um, a, a Greenbush beer and you like the New England style, I'd pop in and I'd have one of those cold pops before you go grocery shopping and then pick your son up from school. Yes. there you go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, next time we're at the Greenbush Annex, my favorite appetizer in the world is sold there. They're fresh, hot, just right out of the fryer, crackling pork rinds. Oh, I did not
2: get any of those. They serve it with sizzle, uh,
0: with yeah, with seafood cocktail sauce. Ooh. You could, it, you could. The the pile they give you is so gigantic, but one person has no problem crushing the entire load. So next time you're in, get like a party wolf and get a get a huge pile of their pork rinds. It's it's awesome. I'll have to do that and then go grocery shopping. right? And you can lie and tell yourself like, well, what I'm doing is basically keto. I mean, I'm, my body's <laughs> going into ketosis. I'm eating the pork rinds. The never beer mi- would
2: say otherwise. Yeah, though. never
0: mind the sauce and the, you know the four or five IPAs I've had when I'm here. Uh, the two I'm gonna throw in is uh, the first one is old man already dropped off one of these. And it had been a long time since so I've gotten my hand on some treehouse. Ooh. He's got a. Fr- he dropped off a Fresh King Julius. We were uh, in the garage hanging out last weekend, and man, I I forgot. Like because they were one of the first breweries that really got big off of the New England style IPA. That whole region's where the New England style IPA came from, and man, it's we we get spoiled on here because you have M forty three. There's a lot of local places that do great ones, but when you taste like one of the one of the progenitors of the entire type of beer. Like it's man, so good. It was it was 2 weeks old. And I just thought this is it's a it was a real treat. Mm-hmm. And the other one I'm going to throw in is I I went to Kroger and I'm throwing this in as a cautionary tale cuz it looks cool, but it actually was not that big of a deal. Uh there's a Is it still pretty good? There's a the brewery's Deep Ellum. Mm-hmm. Kroger's got like a weird mixy 12-pack of these uh hazy IPAs and all of them from Deep Ellum are completely like Mediocre across the board. The one I had was uh, that I can remember is Bannock Confidence. And is it their own beer? Like, does Kroger have beer now? No, it's like a, it's like a weird uh, variety pack of of just random hazy IPAs. That I think you get three, four cans of three different kinds, and each one was just more blah. And I thought I could have taken this money and bought some Foggy Geezer or something halfway decent. I could have gone to the U and got a couple of growlers, but I frittered it away on some cle- uh, completely non-memorable beer. But you know what, though? Non-memorable beer makes the beer that is memorable that more special. And uh, I've thrown in two. Zach's thrown in two. We've got two more left to go. So now our special guests for the hour, uh, Rob and Jeff. Rob, we'll start with you. First of all, you got to throw in a beer from where you're from. Where you f- Tell everybody where you're from. I'm from Eden Prairie, Minnesota. Could not tell from the accent. My gosh, I would have guessed. <laughs> I would have guessed Pacific Rim, maybe Indochina, somewhere there. But uh, Minnesota, no kidding.
2: And how close are you to Minneapolis or St. Cloud? What's closest? It's about fifteen miles from
3: Minneapolis. Okay. Do
0: you like the Vikings?
3: I tolerate them. <laughs> What's <laughs> like your favorite football team? Are you a Packers guy? Cowboys. Oh, even worse. See, I told you, but they've been terrible for. 20 years. So. you got to feel pretty good about the Cowboys this year, though. They look better than they've looked in the last couple of years. Yeah. They always look for potential, and then they
0: piss you off later. <laughs> well, someday, Rob, I'll take you out for dinner, and I'll tell you what it's like to be a Lions fan, to not even have that potential to piss away. Uh, so, all right, so what's your favorite brewery out in, uh, out in Minnesota?
3: Favorite brewery? Well, I think there's only one from what I remember. Um, it's called Fat Pants Brewery, and they have oh, probably a dozen different beers,
0: is it's it one that, is it just an on-site brewery or is it like distributed statewide? It's on-site uh limited
3: distribution okay. maybe a few um, establishments around the area not too far away. But my favorite beer they have one it's called Orange Shag. It's a wheat. It's about 58 of uh, you know citrusy, orangey, hazy. Um very smooth, very Tasty, more on a summery type of a day, but it's it's just really good. You could you, you can drink more than one or two and, and Do it's, you it's, orange slice the beer or not? I love an orange slice. All right. I like to I like to try it in its natural state first, and then I
2: add orange to it, and it's yeah, it's tasty. The yeah. show used to be heavily divided about fruiting the beer. Slice on the side. Or do a lemon, pe- lemon slice on the side, too. So I don't like that because typically bar fruit's the dirtiest fruit in the entire world.
0: <laughs> you got the alcohol filled like, off, though. Like you, don't really, you don't really set off the flavor of this wheat beer. Uh, some orange slices that have been touched by four waitresses. Cool. <laughs> now, nah, just get in there and get it. You know, ugh. All right. Now, uh, and also, uh, Jeff, you're with us from,
1: you're hailing from, from down south of in down in uh, Ohio, right? Beautiful Middletown, Ohio, halfway between Dayton and Cincinnati, right in the middle. So you're Throwing like a Skyline Chili IPA or something. Yes, love them. Love them. No, I'm going to go with uh, down where all of my kids went to school in Athens, Ohio. And uh, when my first one went there, uh, we started going to a brand new brewery it's about ten, fifteen years old now called jackie o 's mm-hmm. and uh, my favorite beer from there is mystic mama it's been around uh, since the beginning. They change out probably thirty beers, some that you could sit on on the shelf for a long time. the ones that you sit for three to five, really, really nice ones. Mm-hmm. They did one this year also that's a hot, hazy IPA that's called Sing to the Sun, and it's got cicadas all over the can. I thought that was really cool and a very good finish and nice taste to it. So those would be my couple favorites from southwest Ohio.
0: Yeah, you were um, saying off the air a minute ago, cicadas are pretty bad for you guys. I think, I saw, I, think I saw two in my yard the entire time. No.
1: We had them so deep, it looked like mulch. Whoa. So what do you do? You don't smell for a while because it smells like a lot of dead plant and animal stuff, and and then a week later it kind of it that was three. Weeks. What does it sound like in your car when you're three, driving yeah, around? They were flying. A guy a guy <laughs> got hit. He flew into uh, flew into the car and the cicada did. And this guy drove off the road and crashed. There was wow. literally in our area. So and then uh, a few weeks later another uh, brood came out, and then. Just about a month ago, we had one more one more layer of them. So they were very they were it's the heaviest I've ever seen. Seventeen wow. year,
0: dude. That's so wild that you're you're not I mean you're only just a few hours from us, but it got that bad. I was excited because you hear some of the horror stories around DC that it's going to be like you know the living plague, but then <laughs> I saw it, like one on the outside of my house and one on a downspout and thought, well, this is all we get around here in Michigan.
2: I texted one of my friends and I'm like, is this a cicada? <laughs> like it was just one. But I know that we've been beneficiaries of Jackie O's through um, your brother, Jeff uh, Ron Stryker, who we've got Stryker Liker Day coming up this Friday, October 8th, 3 to 5 p.m. is when we're broadcasting. But get out to Bear Hands, they've got four packs of the uh, double double IPA this year for Stryker Liker Part 2. And uh, if you want any info, we've got the event on Facebook, and we hope to see you out there. It's going to be a good time.
0: We're pre-gaming for Stryker Liker Day, it's coming up at Bear Hands Brewery this coming Friday. We're excited because, while well, we get juiced about any ex- any excuse to drink on the clock. Uh, we'll be out there broadcasting live from 3 to 5 on Friday. You can start uh, out of bare hands just after noon if you'd like. They're open. But we will have the new Double IPA Striker Liker Part 2 available on tap and for 4-pack carryout. And, my God, you can feel good about yourself doing work for charity because portions of the proceeds go to benefit the Center for the Homeless in South Bend and Faith Mission of Elkhart, two of Ron's favorite charities. So we thought... Well, if we're going to misbehave, we may as well do something good for somebody while we do it.
1: <laughs>
2: have a good time while doing it, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. And we're really excited to taste the beer. If you haven't followed us on social media, do it because we're going to have the artwork release later on this week. And I think Zach and I are going to take one for the team and, dang it, try some early maybe on Thursday. Quality control, really. Yeah. Should we do like a video or something for our Facebook page? Yeah, we should probably taste one or two just to make sure it's you know it'll be yeah. good for the masses. Mm-hmm. That'll be good we 're like, yes, this definitely it's t- t- we should probably oh, do one twist my arm. maybe two, maybe three more, but uh last yeah. year yeah, last year was a really fantastic time, and uh, we hope you 'll come out and join us because we 're getting we 're getting psyched about the beer i can 't wait
2: mm-hmm. and uh, the one thing that was not uh w- one thing that was great last year that I really enjoyed about the beer was that it was not your typical hazy some off shoot of an ipa it was right there middle of the road when talking with chris from bare hands about the style that Stryker really liked it was You know, he loved Two-Hearted. He would obviously say that was one of his favorite beers. And so he said, Chris, make something around, you know, the the West Coast style with uh, some of that good Centennial hops. And he did. He did a fantastic job. So this year, making it a double, he's changing up a a few things. But it's going to be so good that you're not going to want to miss it on on Friday, October 8th. So get your four-pack. Get your case. Double case. I mean, really. (laughs) What's the most you saw somebody buy last year? Uh, well, I saw somebody buy eight uh, cases last year. All right, okay, that's a lot. I thought it was going to be like two, but uh, eight—that's. <laughs> I and, believe that person was proxying for a lot of different people. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. gotcha. All right, Well, that makes sense, but uh, <laughs> but it was cool. That was awesome.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a ton of fun, and and you know because of the pandemic and everything, we haven't had the a chance to get the show out for too many things, and we're just now getting craft beer festivals back, so that we're we're working on still getting music to my beers back on the road again. So it's nice to have an event that Zach and I could both be at.
2: Yeah, yeah, we're gonna be. Hanging out, I'm. I'm gonna be trying that one um, multiple times over while we're out. So, if you if you're like me, you need to get a ride, Uber or something.
0: Yeah, and Uber from the from Granger to the South Side is is not cheap, but it's worth it
2: because uh, I'm gonna be having some cr- some precious cargo. You know, I stayed out till midnight that that night. I, I we started at what noon, one o'clock, whenever we were there, and I stayed till midnight and got a ride back in an Uber, and I don't I. Can't tell you where or how I got back.
0: But. Well, that, children, is how you get to be a five-star passenger on Uber. I know. Yeah, I assume exactly. I was polite. I assume I tipped well. I was courteous to
2: my driver. Five drivers. stars. Hey, thanks for taking me home, bro. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, no plan. Plan your arrival. Plan your departure. It's going to be a really good time, and it always is. All right. Okay. Well, we got to talk about what's coming up. Things to look forward to. What you can I do hadn't again. heard. Oh. What's coming up. Well, uh, there's Michiana Festival of Beers happening October 16th. That's a Saturday. The ticket price is 30 bucks in advance, and uh, they have DD tickets, too, for 5 bucks. And it's going to be at Fort Field. It's going to have 25 different breweries there. Um, a lot of our local favorites, Bear Hands, in fact, is going to be a, uh, one of the breweries included and some others that we enjoy. But you want to make sure you get your tickets to that. Also, the proceeds go to a really good cause. And uh, you can find out all the details at festival MichianaFestivalOfBeers.us. The other thing that we got to talk about is there was an article released in Thrillist, 34 of the Best New Breweries in uh, America. And a lot of them are in Michigan and Illinois. Yay so, yay! so, if you want to check that list out, it's at Thrillist.com.
0: Yeah, the Midwest is kind of like the Humboldt Triangle, but not for weed. For good craft beer, though, we've talked no. about a lot of the show. We're pretty, we're pretty spoiled.
2: Yeah, we have a lot of great beer. Uh, uh, Atlanta actually making a, a blimp on the radar too because Half Crooks, which is or Halfway Crooks, which is the the guy that taught my brother how to brew, he made the list. His new brewery down mm. in Atlanta. And it's right there across from the old uh, Turner Field. So if you're ever down that way, you should definitely stop in at Halfway Crooks.
0: I also see that Holmes Brewery is on the map from uh, Michigan. Ann Arbor, yeah. Here on Ontario, Michigan, Erie, and Superior. There were a a
2: few of the, um, well, and I was going to ask you about this one. Uh, Well, okay, Great Notion from Portland popped in there. But there was another one from Portland that was up uh, on the list. And I was like, I wonder if Warren went there. Um, yes, Jeff and Rob. I went to Portland over the summer and made a made a big made a big
0: stink about it here on the show because I traveled. Steeplejack, you been there? Negative. Ghost Rider. Oh, it's up in Portland as well. No, there's so many craft breweries in Portland. I we went to I think ten different places, and that was wasn't even the tip of the iceberg. Uh, a lot of homeless.
2: But anyhow. <laughs> All right. And a lot of breweries. Um, The last but not least is certainly Striker Liker Day is coming up this coming Friday, October 8th. We're going to be at Bare Hands for the release of Striker Liker Part 2. It's a double IPA. Three to five, we're going to be broadcasting live, but Bare Hands opens around noon. So stop by, pick up your four-pack, pick up a case, two cases, and beyond.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of fun, man, because uh, one, it's kind of like we get the band back together and hang out for a bit. Two... It is always fun to hang out at a good craft brewery and enjoy some nice weather, uh, of which we might not have that much left. No. Striker liquor like Day would take out a different tone if it was, like, December. But this is, like, kind of some of the final days. But it's available fresh on tap, along with all bare hands, other stuff. And I know we may have, been have some limited edition swag on hand. So come on out. Join us. Tap four-pack ca- four
2: case. Get in at any level you can. And uh, later this week, we're going to release the artwork for the can, as well as maybe even trying it. Before the release, Yes. Give our give our two cents. Well, I don't well, want to. We know it's going to be phenomenal. But, yeah, yeah. Part of it too
0: is that it's that stupid FOMO thing, and I hate this too. When you see somebody on Untapped, and they they either have a beer that you wanted to try or didn't get to try yet. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you kind of like you, you get you miss out a little bit. But I want to I want to be the first guys to try the beer. I don't want I don't want somebody to check it in at like twelve thirty on Friday. And Zach and I are like, well, we're trying it at three o'clock. So yeah, we're gonna
2: go out and make sure we're the first to try it. Yeah, it's yeah, only fitting. Good. And if you're a collector of cans, this is one can you're going to want to pick up, too. I will say this. We haven't said anything about the label, but his, his face is on the label with the, uh, the 3D glasses.
0: I thought it was a nice i thought it was a nice jump forward with the artwork how it ties in the old can and then it's its own thing standalone
2: mm-hmm. it's so really cool
0: the biggest of big weeks here for music to my beers we will see you back here uh next week none of the worst well probably for the worse for wear uh we'll have an entire weekend of drinking striker like her under our belts when we meet again so uh, I'll be fatter Zach's tongue will be thicker and more tongue tied so yeah I will not be able to speak for like a week yeah this is gonna be as good as we're gonna get so yeah. uh uh jeff rob thanks for joining us we appreciate you guys making the trek and uh, um, we apologize in advance for all of our behavior and uh, and the manhugging we to do on, <laughs> uh, on Friday, boys. So we'll see you out there. I'm have everybody here. At Music to my beers. Cheers. Cheers. Music to my beers.
1: Beats on me
0: on Real Rock 103.9 The Bear.
1: Podcasts by Federated Media.